Welcome to Pardon the Sound Talking Tunes episode 5. This week we have a really fun episode. Me and three of my best friends got together and put together a list of our top 10 favorite albums of all time. Now we did not pick the albums based on what we thought were the greatest albums of all time. We picked the albums based off of which albums were most important to us personally. Now, there were some rules. One of the rules was one album per artist. So, if I picked Continuum by John Mayer, that means I couldn't also have Try by John Mayer on the same list. The other thing we did that was fun is we all guessed what the other three may have had in their top five. There were a few rules, and after the podcast, we go through and I will say who won and who had the most right out of our guesses. The rules were we had to guess the top five. It didn't matter what order it was. If you guessed the artist, you got one point. If you guessed the artist and the album, you got two points. Now let me introduce our guest. So our first guest is Tim Andrews. I grew up with him in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. He was in my first band when we were kids. It was also his first band. We talk almost every day. Um, there's also an episode of Pardon the Sound where I interview him about his band. So if you want to, you can go back and listen to the Tim Andrews Arrows at Dawn episode of Pardon the Sound. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a fun story, and it was a fun conversation. The next guest we have is Whelan Keenan. Him and I lived together for five years. I'm going to be officiating his wedding. He's done Talking Tunes multiple times. Also, um, we have Josh Osborne. Him and I have been friends for a while. He started inviting me over to his band practice back when he was with My Lady Four. We've been fast friends ever since. He's filled in to play for Ailing Jupiter at charity shows I put on. He's watched me damn near play myself to death. Um, these are my ride-or-die guys. This was very fun for me. I can't wait to have this. It's very special to me because now I have a list of 10 albums from all my best friends that I can relate to them in the future. And I think in this time of quarantine, that's even better. And I can't wait to go and listen to all these albums, even the ones I'm less crazy about. You'll hear which ones those are as you listen. Anyhow, without further ado, here we go. My number 10 album is Swoon by Silver Sun Pickups. It's the third Silver Sun Pickups record. I loved all those songs. And when I was in college, anyone who was friends with me was annoyed to death that I wouldn't stop listening to Swoon by Silver Sun Pickups. So that's my number 10. Love it. Any questions, complaints, concerns? No. Um, no. Which one's on that again? So that has Growing Old, Getting Old. I think it's got Substitution on it. Um, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. My memory's hazy. But uh, it's a really good Silver Sun Pickups album. Oh, It I got some real one. play in the Twilight yeah. movies. Ah, uh, yes, that's it. Yeah. So that's, that's Swoon by the Silver Sun Pickups. 
2009. Nice. Mm-hmm. I graduated college in 2010. Wow. You know, I'm not surprised that you have Silver Sun. On I thought it would be. I thought it would be all. higher. Actually, I did too. Mm. I, I'm a little surprised, but I guess I only guessed your top five. So, and that oh, wasn't in my well, top five for you. So, I've just never heard you talk about a Silver Sun album before. But yeah, I'm sure you have, Wheelan. But uh, when we're <laughs> looking, we were when we were thinking over each other's top five, Silver Sun definitely was in top running for me, Kyle. Uh, to put on your list. Oh, yeah. No, some of the other highlights to that album are. The Royal We and Panic Switch was the huge single off that one. Tim, your number 10 album. Oh, Dead Sarah, self-titled. What am I supposed to say here? Um, why is it there? I've never heard you talk about this band before. Liar. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this. I have listened to this album so much since I heard the the single off of it is Weatherman, and it was so fucking good. I had to I put Dead Sarah at ten instead of Wax because Wax is awesome. They have a great record called Big Grief, but Dead Sarah with Weatherman and the rest of the record. I've listened to this for probably about at least five years now. Oh wow. Uh, that thing is a banger from start to finish, but Weatherman is their big hit off of there. That's my story, and I'm I'm sticking to it. Whelan, you're number ten. My number ten is Boys Like Girls, yeah. the self self titled 2006, I believe. Yes, uh, the single was The Great Escape. I was a freshman, and yeah, uh, something like that. Martin, uh, oh shit! Why am I blanking on his last Martin name? Johnson? Martin Johnson. I knew that. The uh, such a hard last name. Oh my I god! I know it's so <laughs> hard. I'm tip of my tongue. <laughs> he is now Johnson. the night game. But this was basically my high school, my pop punk. I played every song on it on my drums. So uh, this brings me back. I li- I can listen to this, you know, front to back and be happy still. The other two are all right. Josh, you're number 10. Um, I'm going to get a little sentimental with my first one here. Third Eye Blind? <laughs> no. Sticky Fingers, Rolling Stones is my 10th album. With the, uh... Damn it. Damn it indeed. Oh, do you guys have that as your one of your top five? Yeah. Uh, but I had sure. them in the top five. I said uh, Exile on Main Street, Main Street I had in your top my five. For a little while, and I actually took it off today because of how they recorded it at Nelcott, Exiled, it's more sentimental value for me because my aunt, who in um, 2012, we listened to that album together a lot, so Rockies, and we were always listening to The Stones, and that was one of the albums we listened to. So, And then Wild Horses, one of the tracks on there is uh, one of the songs that reminds me most of her. So That's a good pick, although it ruined, I think, everybody's guesses for your top five. Yeah, I sure know. Did. I know. Thanks a lot, uh, asshole. Kyle, number nine. I had no really I'm fine by the spill canvas. For me, when I started college, that was the record that kind of went from high school into college. And when I was practicing singing in my apartment, making all my roommates hate me, it was uh, singing Nick Thomas lyrics. Uh, what about for people... What about for people that weren't your roommates that still hate you? That's neither here nor there, Andrews. (laughs) 
But anyhow, that's that's why that one got picked. So we're on to Tim Andrews for his number hey. nine. Yeah, number nine. Thrice, everywhere is to be nowhere. Why that album? Because, uh, you know, it's not the one that I, I came into with them. When, when Arrows was still going strong, Matt got me into Thrice, our guitar player, uh, and he suggested Beggars. Beggars got me in with a couple songs. But this is the one that from start to finish, this is their masterpiece. So this is the one that speaks to me. Um, and Dustin Kendrew, uh, the singer, every song on this album, dude, is if I could get a vocal take like that ever, that's what I would strive to be. This guy is shredding on this album. Hurricane's probably my favorite Thrice song. Oh, Not so that good. I go deep in their catalog or anything, but. Black Honey is off of this. Uh, the Window is kind of my jam. But uh, sure. dude, they're, they're all good. Death from above. I like the band, but this record specifically is fucking awesome. All right. Wheelin' Keenan. What's your number nine, baby cakes? I got Wolf by Tyler the Creator. I was late into the Tyler game. So I heard Yonkers and then this came out and I listened to this constantly. Yeah. Yeah, right. But he was, he was 22 when he did this. His first three records are a story. During this time, he was kind of immature, but. It's a fucking, he's a genius. It's so smart. I mean, he started the concept when he was 18, seven, or maybe even 16, I don't know. I bumped it all the time. Josh, you're uh, number nine. Uh, this is probably going to be a curveball for all three of you. Hurry, buddy. Tony Crows. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with uh, the Academy is Santi. Oh, which one? Santi. The one oh. with same blood, got a big mess. Yeah everything we had that album is a fucking banger i love that album from start to finish um and then this album is when they replaced their lead guitarist with michael guy chislet and he was one of he still is one of my favorite guitarists and i actually started listening to the academy is because i heard that he joined this band um and he also plays or played with butch walker in like the side project called 1969. And I was trying to find that album too on Spotify and I just could not find it. Uh, I couldn't find it anywhere on the internet. I probably have a burned CD of it. But, and then he's the reason why I started listening to Butch Walker too. Um, Butch Walker almost made it on my top 10 as well, but um, he, he deserves an honorable mention at least in the podcast, but I'm going with Santi. Number nine is going to feel like it's coming way too early on my list to some of you, I am sure. I swear to God. But it no. is Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Number knew. eight. I fucking knew. And you know what? I, I was going uh, to put him in your top five. And I'm it is in my top five. I have yeah, Marvin you with that up. record. You fucked up. You don't listen. That's the problem. I have a pick. What did I not I listen to? Straight to the top. Hey, hey, order, Kyle order. Kyle fucked up this shit. Get your, order. your gavel out. Order. This album could have very easily been in my top five, and it was about an hour ago. I but I decided, <laughs> well, well, when I originally made my list, I was like, okay, the ones that were most important to me are going to be the top ones. And then I shifted and I said, the cultural relevance and the ability for me to have a conversation with other people about the album was going to weigh into it a little bit. 
And then I decided today I didn't want it to be that way. Um, and I moved it. But Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On from start to finish is one of the most musically impressive albums I've ever listened to. His vocals are nuts. The band is amazing. All the songs are great. And there's so much emotion in it. Um, if you haven't listened to it, it's, God, it's about his struggle with growing up with uh, a pastor for a father and also I like wanting. really cool. Yeah, he shot him to death. Oh my god. Oh yeah, my god. he with the gun that Marvin gave him. Right? Yeah, he right, bought him. Right. Marvin was think, Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Do you think he got him that for Christmas like the year before, birthday gift maybe? He did. Pretty much. Um oh, the guy. But uh yeah, so Marvin was basically living with his dad freebasing coke upstairs cuz he was an addict. One day he uh his dad started like you know, going after his mom or something, and he decided he had had enough and tried to go after him, and his dad shot him dead. Yeah, and you know, anytime that we bitch about our fathers, we should think of Marvin and think, you know what? Could have been worse, hypothetically. Well, and a lot of Let's Get It On is about him struggling with, you know, having open sexual relationships with women that he actually really, really loved. And the concept that if he was to have sex out of wedlock with these women, that he was a sinner and that God didn't want him because that's the way his dad raised him. So there's a lot of emotional hate because he's fighting with the fact that he loves whatever woman it is and he uh, is not allowed to love them the way he thinks is fit um, that really, that, because that, of God and his father. You know, the whole, the whole God coming into it and stuff. And, and I'm not trying to shit on anybody but it really reminds me a lot of like a neon trees thing the way that uh, sure you know what i'm talking about habits and yeah 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 so, definitely yeah. which i gotta say that almost made my top 10 but you know oh really yeah mm. i wouldn't have i put what's going on that's what i thought you were gonna pick oh what let's get it on from now on if you guys ever wonder there's a lot of bands where my favorite album will fluctuate with Marvin Gaye, it will never fluctuate. It's always let's get it on. And now we're on to Timmy Biscuits, Timmy Andrews, T-I-M-M-Y Biscuits Andrews. No, it's T-I-M-M-I-E. Thank my brother for that. He calls me Timmy I-E. Yeah, anyway. tell us the fucking album. <clears throat> yeah. Arctic Monkeys, whatever you say I am, that's what I'm not. No! <laughs> God damn it! Okay. I, dude, okay, so first off, Josh, I'm happy to hear that it sounds like that was in your top five. Or sure was, bud. Or some Arctic Monkeys was in your top five for me. That exact album was in my top five for you. Okay, that's the only one I know. I wow. know. Well, that has you know the, what's interesting to me? So, that's uh, only... Whelan, it looks like that is their first album. From I know, but that's the only thing that I know. Okay, well, that's sad if that's the only one you know, but... When I was compiling my list, I called my buddy Pat. Me and him, when, when we were writing for some Aero stuff, we went through a hardcore Arctic Monkeys uh, phase, and I actually had a compilation CD, and it was between that and Favorite Worst Nightmare, which is what most, I think, Arctic Monkeys fans will say are the best two. Whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Uh, on the compilation CD I had... It was basically all of that and Favorite Worst Nightmare. And it came down to a one-song difference for track by track. This song, I love every fucking track on. The other one, I like everything but one song. 
All right, my turn. Tim's done. So this was tough. My number eight. This was tough. I'm in a Beatles tribute band. I felt like I needed a Beatles album. Oh, fuck. It is very hard to pick a Beatles album. No, it isn't. I had, I will tell you, I had Newfound Glory, Sticks and Stones in this spot. Because that was I, my first I would have preferred punk. that there. I yeah, I bet you guys all would. So it's not this too was late tough. To it's not because I did this like a week ago, so it's stained. This is my Beatle choice. Mm, I didn't even have that right. I didn't know what to pick for you for the Beatles, but that's not what I would have guessed. I mean, it was really between I love this record because this was like after they were done touring and everyone thought they were just done and all of a sudden they came out with this horns and string sections and it's like the original concept record yeah and they really like they just put it out and people were like what the fuck is this and and um, the album is uh you got to remember people I, aren't always yes. watching That's but right. uh yeah, so we're gonna say, Leland, gonna this say is a podcast yeah, you need to say what the hell is. It's uh, the, that people aren't watching. It's Sar- it's Sar- it's Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Sure. I, you guys are watching me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh Beatles, I sure am. Yeah, no, we we all got it. We but, sure uh, are, baby. You know. Yeah. Beatles, Sergeant Peppers. Willen, what? what was second to Sergeant Peppers? Just curious. Abbey Road. That's what I had ah. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. I mean, I think. It was. It's really probably a coin toss, but I think this one just coming out first, like you said, Tim, like a concept yeah. record. Um, like Day in the Life is literally John and Paul having two separate songs. They're like, I don't know how to finish this. I don't know how to finish this. Well, I'll just put them together. Yeah, somehow it worked for them, but not Metallica, right? Do you think there was any element to that being a studio album? Where it was the first one where they knew they weren't going to tour it because it wasn't safe for them to tour because fans were so fucking crazy that that they knew they didn't they they knew they didn't have to play it live so they could do whatever they wanted and it just expanded their choices because they won't have to yeah. find people to play it. Yeah, and like what Mick was saying, um, Mick Jagger the other day in an interview, he's like the Beatles quit right before arena tours were like a thing. Like they didn't have the PA systems and all that. They couldn't hear themselves. They were yeah. sick of playing live because they couldn't hear. And they're mm-hmm. like, we suck. Mm-hmm. We're getting worse as a band. Sure. So, oh, they just stopped. And then that's, yeah, they were like, well, we can just do this stuff in the studio and, you know, have all these ideas and actually, you know, make them come to life. Dude, I still, to this day, uh, there's been, a, I mean, obviously we're all talking about between the four of us 40 fucking amazing albums to us but the beatles are the pioneers of all of this shit i don't give a shit what josh says the rolling stones are in there they're definitely in there <laughs> I, yeah. I, per- I personally enjoy are we really gonna go over the rolling stone beetle debate right now no no, I, no we don't have no. time no, I'm just saying that i think it's really interesting you, you know it's the beatles versus the beach boys actually yeah, yeah. and no. Pet Sounds is better than all those albums. So, Oh my god, I need a drink. Josh, go. I still can hear you. I'm doing early November's first EP mm. for all of this. 
Everything's good. You guys know I'm a huge early November fan. Sure do, I bud. Do. Um, <laughs> well, Whelan hates me and doesn't pay attention to the music that I like. You don't tell me anything. Um, <laughs> you like music? I, I, I saw Ace Enders. So did I. Me too. Oh, man. I love Ace Enders. Writing is always super raw and emotional. I love that in all of his tracks. And I still follow him really closely today. He's one of my idols as far as songwriting goes. I wouldn't say guitar playing at all. Um, he is a talented guitarist, but I more look up to him in a songwriting context. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get to meet him uh, this year. Um, what was it in? October, November, they played at the garage. Did he oh, meet it was the standard? garage? Yeah, it was the garage. I thought it, it was weird, man. I thought it was the varsity for some reason. No, no, they played at the garage and there was no one there. Weird. Which was sad. Uh, at the same time, it was very cool because it was an intimate show and it was clearly a bunch of 30 year old, you know, <laughs> post emo people. Yeah, hanging out watching one of their favorite bands yeah you introduced me to them actually um and my favorite album by them is still in currents which is very yep. unconventional no but i'm with you. call Not off really. the bells in currents is no, a great no. album yep. it's um, so good all the way through dude that that uh in currents matt uh showed that to me i think it was matt and i'll never forget staying on the carpet afraid in doubt and what was the other one kyle call off call the off song. the bells that was funny because I would—I yeah, actually. Call Off the Bells is a great song. Great song. The funny part about that is, <laughs> Josh's buddy was getting married, and uh, he shared the song with Josh, and Josh shared it with me, <laughs> and he was just like, "Dude, he's getting married," and the song's essentially about like regret or cold Breaking feet. Off the yeah, like, yeah. This my buddy's played it for us, um, and he was like. Yeah, you know, this song, uh, you know, it reminds me of what I'm going through right now. And all of us uh, around are just like, oh. <laughs> like red flag natural. And, and then he shows me the guy who's totally detached from the situation of his buddy getting married. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. This song is amazing. Uh, I think it's like, so yeah, if, if it's a very the, cool song. Do you yeah. think if the, chick, if the chick knew, she's just like, Oh, call off the bells? Uh, well, maybe, to, maybe I'm, trying, I'm just trying to love you, babe, but I don't really understand where you're going. Here. <laughs> right. That yeah, that's I, that's a great band, man. Good good pick. Number seven is a live. I don't have any live albums for you in my top five. Oh, I do. Fuck off. I do. I'm happy about this. I do. I know what it is. I'm doing pretty good so far, guys. The only one I'm messing up. I messed up on was whatever people say I am. I am not. Yeah, Jim. But yeah. so far, nothing has been said. Cause you don't listen. That I have on my list. No, I'm, I'm pretty excited about my list for all three of you. That's okay. great. Kyle, you're up. Anyways, carry on. It's a live album and it's Cornell five, eight by the grateful dead. I fucking had that in my, well, I had, I had grateful dead and company who cares live. Oh, my, no, you didn't pick a live album. You just said live. Well, they have like 3,800 live Million albums. live albums. Yeah, no, that so. this one, Cornell 5877, is just the morning dew on that is amazing. 
it's got fire on the mountain. The only downfall to it is Donna Jean Godshow is still in the band being all like, ah! in the background. <laughs> um, but this is the one that to this day, I'm still when it's summer and it's nice out and I can open the sunroof and drive around. I'll just go. Or if I'm on my stupid little electric bike, there's some songs off of this one that I like. Hey, 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 don't, don't talk stupid. down about the hog. Yeah. It's a good hog. You fucking ride that hog and you, you fucking wild and free pride wild and free wild and free. No, it's my favorite grateful dead live album with Jerry in it. I will say I didn't put any dead in company here because on this list, cause I didn't think you could separate them from the dead. And I really no. wanted the album I picked to be a Jerry album, not a John album. So I, I should probably make it clear that I had grateful dead and co who cares live <laughs> well it's not his top five so you're wrong yeah, yeah right Fuck. tim Boom. tim Fuck loves me. riffs tim <laughs> so, loves riffs Fuck anyhow me, right? tim, you're next. tim you're number seven number seven oh, i feel like i'm gonna let kyle down massively and maybe fuck some people's top fives up here but red hot chili peppers californication Ooh. fuck the world uh, I, I didn't have them in your I didn't, top. I didn't put them on any of your okay. top fives because I don't oh. think they're on anyone's top five, actually. Oh, but fuck why you. did you Why did you choose that album? Uh, that is an album I, I remember. Uh, it, like, first off, Scar Tissue fucks. The music uh, video. It fucks. Uh, so did Californication. Dude, Other Side, Californication. Uh, I actually was listening to this today. Uh, a lot of stuff like in high school, I was in seventh grade, I believe, when this came out, and I listened to a lot of it as I got older on, like, the baseball bus to a game. I would listen to a lot of uh, This Velvet Glove, Savior, Road Trippin', which I was going to add to your playlist today, Kyle, and at me later what your playlist <laughs> is so I can add that. Yeah, my hog uh, playlist. Jim's added some bangers to that. I saw that. I, I want to add some bangers, and Kyle gave me shit for not adding bang, bangers. They have no. to be actual good songs. You have to take it serious. This is a great song, and just because you two don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers does I not... I never said I hated them. I I did. It. I, can I know you did. I can hear it in your tone, but I'm telling you... Uh, it... I love them, Tim. Thank you so much, Josh, for being here. You know I love them. But I... And uh, Kyle, I do have chili pepper in my top five. Yes. Oh, what i called it just yes. just a little teaser there guys wow i called oh. it <laughs> well i was gonna say uh i think most people would pick stadium arcadium uh and that's i i consider that a why good on god's green earth would you think that most people would guys, choose stadium have... arcadium no, 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 over no. californication we don't have uh, time no, we don't have time. Uh, and that's for... not what you meant? Please tell me that's not what you meant. No, I Because think... this isn't even a band I like, but this is a hard line in the sand I'm drawing. Yeah, no, th I, have, I have some explaining to do, but to keep it brief, I knew a lot of people were very into, like, Snow and Stadium Arcadium, and to me it was between Californication and Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Sure, so, that's which, fair. Which I actually, I hope my dad doesn't watch and or listen to this, but I stole. He won't. I stole, no, he probably won't. I just he won't. <laughs> I stole blood sugar sex magic from my dad, and that was. I'd already heard plenty of Chili Peppers, but that was the album 
the kind of I was in like sixth grade, and then in seventh grade this came out, and I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. So yep. fuck you, Kyle and Willen. Well, now we fuck all you. hold for all Josh right. to say Stadium Arcadium is yeah, in top five. It. But yeah. I gotta say, hey, by the way, is a great album too. So sure, that's that was my first Chili Pepper album. That was a good album. All right, my number seven, maybe Kyle, maybe Josh, maybe no, not Tim. Have this, probably not. I'm going born and raised. Oh, by the man, <laughs> John Mayer's born so, and raised. Kyle will know. I did not like this when it came out. Because I was very into Continuum and the trio. And this came out and I was like, what's this country folky bullshit? Awesome. It has grown on me. This is the first time I saw John Mayer live. Was 2014 Marcus Amphitheater. Or is that 13? 13. Or it, it was 13. Hold on, hold on. So John Mayer made albums after Continuum? He certainly did. Oh my God. And they, <laughs> they, wow. they bopped. Um, Walt Grace <laughs> is probably one of the best songs. I love Walt Grace Submarine. Dude, something like Olivia. Yep, that's why our cat's named Olivia. Uh, if Ooh. I ever get, if I ever get around to living, that like jam part at the end. Mm-hmm. Aaron Sterling on the drums makes my pee pee feel funny. Aaron Sterling, oh. the underrated best drummer for John Mayer. Remember yeah. when I hated him because I was like, "This isn't Steve Jordan. This is stupid." I do. Dude. You probably got sick of explaining to other people when you didn't like it at first. It was probably because you had to explain to people why there was a strange man sitting in your front yard drinking Keystone's listening. But that cover is fucking sweet. But Kyle could probably talk more about this because I know he had his whole. I mean, yeah, the cover. You two, you two both, you had a podcast all about all his albums. Yeah. Time for me and Josh to weigh in. uh, No, before you go too far, before you go too far, cover art done by Dave Smith. It's all glass and like it's it's amazing. amazing. Cover art is very cool on that album. Very cool. That is, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, that's the only thing that's cool about that album. Oh, Oh, and that is the biggest load of bullshit. Like Stadium Arcadium. You talk about a contrarian. He's right there. Hey, this is my this is my pick. Damn it! Anytime I go road tripping. I can front to back. Yeah. Same. In the middle of nowhere. Do it. Dude, you know what's crazy is uh, a lot of times, like if I'm just playing video games or something, uh, I can pop that on in the background and it'll play like three, four, ten times through. It, it's the perfect fucking album to throw it, throw it on and set it and forget it. Yep. That's a Ronco move. It's a one through the end experience. It is. You go, guys. I have tried to like that album. I have listened to it several times. Clearly, I, you haven't. And you I have terrible taste. I don't think there are any good bops on it. <laughs> More. I hated it. Well, I when it came out. Oh my god! Just move on. What's your pick? Talked about this album before in our group chat. As far as me liking this album a lot, it's Jazz by Queen. Bullshit! I had Queen in his top five. I did no not. Way. I don't buy that at all. I've never heard him talk hey. about Queen. Order, order. Let the man explain <laughs> himself. I know it's an unpopular. Jealousy is really interesting too. Um, with Freddie Mercury's piano playing on there, it's just, there's just so many cool and interesting songs on here. What number um, is this in their discography? 
1978. It came out yeah. in 78. Okay. So that's got to be like top three or four, like in order, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Bat Bottom Girls. Right. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. I thought there was another song on here that was on a Grand Theft Auto game that I really liked, but that's not apparently on this one. That, that's that's a that's a surprising pick, Josh. I didn't expect that out of you. It's their seventh album. Holy shit! They got a yeah, lot it came it came out after Night of the Opera. That was 1975. That's, that's my favorite. Is Night at the Opera. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's everybody's favorite Queen album. That's but. on two legs, is why. It's a fucking banger, bud. That's my number seven. So my number six is Palm Trees and Power Lines by Sugar Cult. Fuck! No, no. You fucked up. Oh that. my god! I'm I good. knew that would happen. No way. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I knew that would happen, and it's. It's just because other albums have gotten more play, and I feel like musically they are better, even though this was probably one of the most important albums. This song, Tim Pagnotta, was the reason I, uh, his songwriting was the reason that I realized, holy shit, bands that aren't the Temptations or the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin can make music I like. And it kind of led me down the rabbit hole of listening to everything else. Plus, it's a super emo record. And I was a super emo, like 15, 14, 16-year-old, like all of that. So, like, I had Memory on it. It had uh, The Worst December, Sign Off. She's the Blade, is that on She's there? She's the Blade is the first track. What the fuck's um, up, New Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Back Woo-hoo. to California. That's a great album. It's so good. Um, I still I counting stars. Of, what yep. uh, is it out of phase? Or, that's uh, off of lights out. Yeah, lights out. That's that's my favorite sugar cult. Crying, thing. crying's good. Destination anywhere. Champagne. That's a good one. Champagne. Oh, yeah. fuck. champagne. Start uh, static is my favorite from Sugar Cult. Start Interesting. That's a very underrated band. Yeah. No, I love mm-hmm. Sugar Cult. So that was that one. I did get to see them twice, and I'm glad because they didn't play. They played a long time, but not in the window that I could drive myself to see them. So where, where did uh, you see them? I saw them at the Quest Club, which was awesome. And I, yes, I love the Quest. I met them all there, and they were cool dudes. That was cool for me. And then uh, I saw them all at Station Four, and I got to meet them all there too. And that's actually the Station 4 show is where I discovered the Spill Canvas because they were opening for Sugar Cult um, at the time before the No Really I'm Fine album came out. So that kind of ties the number six and number nine albums on my list. Uh, Number Number six. six. Number six. I don't know if this will wreck anyone's top fives or not. I sure fucking hope it does. But against me, New Wave. I think I've seen them. They opened up for Foo Fighters, right? That's where I first saw Foo Fighters. Foo wow. Fighters. Foo I was fighters. at that show. Yeah, that's... just so you know, I was in a suite at that show. Oh, bad. Of course, you were. You fancy Dude. dish. Okay. Wheeling doesn't so... piss with the other people. No, I get stage fright. You know that. <laughs> oh, stage fright. <laughs> Let the man explain his album. Let me explain. Uh, so this record, dude, I, I went to that show thinking 
I was going to fucking hate this band because I, I wasn't big into pop punk. And I, for whatever reason, I assume they they're were not pop punk. They're no, not. no, they're not at all. But I assume that they were based on uh, Rise Against, I think is who I confused them with. And they're not really pop punk either. But at the time, I was very anti that. Kyle can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sugar Cult grew on me years after they were huge. But uh, against me, when I got there, I remember, so I was there to see the Foo. Serge Tankian was the second band, and, and Against Me opened. Against Me, I don't think they sold the show. They fucking demanded your fucking attention. And I was very, it, it just hit me in a way that I went and found this record, found out it was produced by Butch Vig, who did Nevermind with Nirvana. Uh, also went on later to do some Foo Fighters stuff. Uh, and fuck he's done green day he's done he's in garbage he's done garbage uh yeah this shit's garbage oh fuck off (laughs) kidding i'm kidding Uh, but no i mean uh, against me i i since i found this album i like a lot of their other stuff but no other album hits me from start to finish the way this one does and this is one that uh arguably could have been in my top five uh, this is one that I, I constantly, every car I've owned since I got this album, this is always in my car. Uh, on a day that I'm just fucking pissed off, I'm going to throw this album in my CD. When are you not pissed off? Well, true, but, it, you know, on the off chance I'm more pissed off than normal, this is in my CD player, and I'm screaming along the whole time. Yeah. So, respect. On to the next. We Litton, number six. 1989. Taylor Swift. Oh, damn it. That almost, yeah. <laughs> that was, that's on my top five for you, bud. Not oh, mine. You're so oh, close. Oh, man. This fucking shreds so hard. It does. This, I mean, what a fucking pop album. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Ryan Adams' uh, cover of, from that? Well, be- besides Ryan Adams being a douchebag. Uh, his uh that was before he was a douche well before we knew before we knew douchebag yeah no his cover is i love that i kind of forgot about that i should go back to that (laughs) maybe you shouldn't maybe i shouldn't i don't want to give him any credit welcome to new york yeah welcome to new york we're in new york yeah duh Um, i I love wildest dreams how you get the girl is fucking catchy as hell blank space Um, clean i mean Shake it off. I know it's shake it off, but that's just catchy. I mean, she literally—you could tell. Like, was it red? She was trying to be poppy, but then this came out, and she's just like, "I'm flipping the switch. No more country. It's this. It's that'll, so good. That'll be the album she's most associated with at the end of it. I all, agree. I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, shake it, it off. Shake it off alone is a massive fucking hit. I think it's bigger than anything else she's ever done. Yeah, the only one that I don't really like is Bad Blood. Really? I just really? doesn't. That's a cool no, song. I, I, I know, get, and people, I, get I like why, it. Though. I get I, why. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I usually skip it, but I don't. I just it never it didn't catch me. I don't know. I I don't know if it was just the melody of it, but. I, I thought just, it was. I thought it was super corny. Maybe that's why. It just. I was like, I don't like this. They, she definitely has songs where I'm like, this is dumb. Not for me. I Not I think me, dog. it's a no for me, dog. My favorite on that Andy one Jackson. are what is it? Style and Out of the Woods. Yep. 
Yep. Those are my two favorites on that one. But I mean, this came out in the fall, so it's kind of like anytime here in Minnesota when fall weather comes, like it just reminds me of this because I listen to it constantly. Mm-hmm. So it's really one of my good. favorite memories of Wayne is taking him to a Taylor Swift concert <laughs> at the bank. <laughs> Why did you I want take him to I, Taylor Swift I got, concert? I got three tickets. Um, what a friend. from McVale when I worked there, and oh, name uh, I took Whelan and his gal Jen and my girlfriend Emily, and we had a great time. That was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for the invite, asshole. Hey, Josh, what's your? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Kyle's gonna like this pick. I wouldn't be surprised if this is on his list too. It's a live album. Frampton comes alive. <laughs> How old are you? That I had that in your top five. <laughs> yeah, it almost made it. That I, I had that in your I, top five. I thought I was the oldest out of the four of us, but you just fucking dated yourself. What That's an awesome album. It is good. I've actually, How am I dating myself? Because that came out in like 1970-something. 77, I think. No, no, I agree. I was just giving you shit. Uh, um, funny though. I that is wouldn't have guessed one of that is one of my um that is my one of my mom's favorite albums, and um I've been listening to Peter Frampton all my life. He's probably the artist I've seen the most in concert too, and I got to see him last summer uh, before he retired. And he's just an awesome showman. I love all of his songs, and that album is just so cool yeah um and then do you feel like i do is iconic obviously the is he no longer with us? on that album no he's definitely no, alive, alive. Okay. he has a uh, i don't know just making sure i don't know if I yeah, he's anything. the youngest one here all right <laughs> you never know you never know he has a degenerative uh muscular disease oh so really he yeah he still can play really well um but he I believe he just wanted to go out with dignity and not keep it going um, in, in the event that in several years he, that, you know, he's not going to be able to play and, and do what he does now. So yeah. kind of just going out on top, if you will. Yeah. With all um, of his skills, but man, I think I've seen him probably five or six times. First time was at rib fest. Rib fest in Mankato. Yeah. Mankato. Yeah. It was Home a small show too. There was probably a hundred people just standing there eating a bunch of ribs while Peter Frampton rocked out. I would expect out. that at a ribs fucking fest. It's like you were standing around eating fucking ribs. You were Fred Armisen at the Blues Festival. <laughs> yeah, and I just got sucked in, and I I, I couldn't leave. He couldn't leave. Super embarrassed. <laughs> I just pictured Josh. Josh is at fucking rib fest watching Peter Frampton. Like, oh man, there's a lot of people eating fucking ribs here. <laughs> Weird. What the hell? This Peter Frampton show is at a rib festival. Man, you really inspire some oh back. <laughs> just trying to paint the picture that it was funny that everybody was eating ribs while watching Peter Frampton. I- yeah, that, but when you throw on at Rib Fest, I mean, what did you expect? 
Man, it's weird. They don't have any McChickens here? What the fuck? Yeah, I was really pissed that they didn't. That would have made it even better. I'll be... <laughs> that's that's the vinyl record that I stole from my dad, and I still have it in my collection. Like, Don't tell Jeff that. Jeez. He doesn't give a shit. Um, uh, I'm, t- I'm going right. to talk to Jeff. We're okay. in the top fives, fellas. Number five. Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4 by Coheed and Cambria. Mm, Did no. anyone have Coheed in their top five? Nope. For, for me. me. I had I had in keeping secrets for you. Okay, but you had Coheed, so yeah, I, I had Coheed. Give yourself I have a to point. Say, I, I have to say, I had a conversation with Josh uh earlier this week, mm-hmm. and he had mentioned that that was in his top five, I believe, for you. Or maybe We're not there yet. No. Or or maybe for Wheeling, but uh, I was surprised. I didn't have that for you, and I I thought maybe I should, but I'm I stand by what I had. Well, I knew it was going to be Coheed. I just I thought in Keeping Secrets. I thought it, we just talked about that. But. I could go back and forward on it, and that's probably what happened, Wheeling. But yeah, uh, back I, and forward. Back and forth. My bad. Awesome. But uh. No, the Coheed and Cambria is legit. Probably the the band I've seen second most. I think I've seen them seven or eight times, and it never gets old to me. I'm fascinated by Claudio Sanchez's writing, music, his comic books, how he intertwines albums together. Never stops being interesting to me. Love the dude's voice, his guitar playing. He's one of the last legit classic rock style guitar players that shreds, but still does like progressive rock that I think is tasteful more in the rush vein than the dream theater bullshit. Claudio Sanchez. He's just amazing. Everything about Claudio Sanchez. I'm fascinated with. I used to have a Gibson Explorer because I love Claudio Sanchez. So never should have sold that guitar. That was, I know you should know. There was a crack in the neck and I was poor. Not worth it. Yeah, I was nervous. Buy a new one. Help me, I'm poor. Help, help me, I'm poor. Well, so that's uh, I knew it was going to be top five, but I, yeah. And that could honestly, for Coheed, that could be different tomorrow. But, um, exactly, Tim. Did we not call it? We said that exact same thing when we were yeah. talking about Kyle's top five, well, and I, we were talking about Coheed. I said, and we were like that motherfucker switches albums. Yeah. Like he switches his underwear, probably <laughs> no, no, he switches two times a week. No, he switches it more than he switches his underwear. But I, I, I did say, I we did are say, in quarantine, you judgmental assholes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I I did say that uh, it, it's not just artists and their albums. It could literally be with Kyle. I bet seven out of his top ten could switch on any any given day. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, no. And then I with Coheed's discography, we were both having trouble with what he would pick. No, I don't have Coheed in my top five for Kyle. So, but no, I do. I just I made a bit out of it. So, oh, kiss the oh. ring, kiss the ring. <laughs> Get over here. I'd rather not. Can can we kiss the arrow? King of the North. <laughs> can kiss the Christmas tree tattoo. Um. So Tim, uh, what's your number five? So, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm actually wearing my number five t-shirt. Them Fuck, crooked, I forgot about them. Them Crooked Vultures. Damn it. Mm. Number five. 
And uh, if you need a why, and you didn't listen to the album, that album is fucking amazing. That's another, like, against me, I have in my cars to put in my CD players for any time I need that in my veins. Them Crooked Vultures should be in everybody's fucking cars. Dave Grohl on drums, Josh Homme on guitars and vocals, John Paul Jones on bass. That needs to be in your fucking record player at all times. I wish I had seen them Crooked Vultures live, but uh, I believe the closest they got to Minnesota is Chicago. I'm a lazy fuck, and I don't go anywhere, so. Amazing. Great pick, Tim. All right, number five for me. It's a live album. Dave Matthews Band, live in Chicago. Growing up, I only listened to Live Dave. I never listened to studio version of records until... um, Big whiskey and the Groove Grunts. Mm-hmm. They're all good. Out. Dave, Growing Dave. up, I was I was only live, so it was really between that one, um, Folsom Field from 2002, which has one of my favorite tracks, Angel, super deep track, and he has the lovely ladies on that. And like Folsom Field, though, he's he's rocking more electric guitar after Every Day came out. Uh, live in Chicago has a reminds me of when I was a kid driving in my dad's black Saab convertible. What about uh, Gravedigger, my friend? Mm-hmm. Great song. I mean, Great we could song. talk about Dave. I like Dave. I know people don't like Dave. That's on them, not on you. So, right. Uh, Carter, I, the whole band is amazing. I'm moving on to my top five, Stadium, Arcadium. I knew it! So moving on to my number four, there's no, <laughs> no need to discuss. No, 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 no kidding. No, 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 I had no. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I just didn't, again, didn't know which one, but I had Chili Peppers for I Josh's did. top five. That's another I, point for Wheeling. I didn't, but when you said you had uh, an RC, uh, Red RHCP, Stadium Arcadium would have been my guess for you, Josh, but. Uh, yeah, it's not my top five. So. And I didn't have it either. So far, I Wheeland's have... got one point, and that's it for all of us. No, I have two. Yeah, well, I first heard of Chili Peppers. I started listening to them in ninth grade. I had a friend, Danny, uh, that burned me several CDs. That uh, And Stadium Arcadium was one of them. Um, Start Static was one of them as well. Um, um, and then there was... Also, another band that he introduced me to that is in my top five as well, but I'm going to leave that a mystery for now. But yeah, I mean, if it's the album that I first started listening to with Chili Peppers, obviously they have many, many other great albums and great hits, but that's the one I always end up coming back to. The Kyle's so triggered right now. <laughs> he is. I just don't think that's he a very good album. I just it's don't think it's a very good album myself. Kyle, Kyle just I owned it. I definitely bought it when it came out. I bought it's it good, too. It's a good album. It's a good album. It's just I I don't. Think I still it's think favorite. it's crazy that that is over Californication or Blood Sugar Sex by Magic. Way. By the way, those it's ones. The nostalgia factor. Yeah, man. it's it's how it hit you. you. Know, that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, I do like, you know, Danny California, Heyo, Snow. I like the part of Danny California where he goes with the Purple Haze riff at the beginning of his solo, John Frusciante. Other... I'm glad he's back in the band. Yeah. 
Me too. Yeah, John Frusciante is one of my favorite guitarists. I Absolutely. actually like him. It's I just say, I think Kyle actually likes him, and she, he just said it. So no, no, don't. Let he just doesn't don't like Anthony Kiedis. I hate yeah. Anthony Kiedis. Don't let Kyle finish. Uh, Frusciante is with him for all their hit records. So the fact that he's back says that Chili Peppers are back. I don't know that they'll come out with another hit album. Like I said, the fact Anyhow. that Frusciante is back <laughs> means. Daddy's back. All right. Well, Daddy's. We can only assume they're going to be going on tour soon, and hopefully, we can see them after this quarantine mess is over. All right, we're not. We're not getting all depressive. On to Kyle, number four. Number four. We're all going somewhere by abandoned Kansas. Oh, you son of a bitch! Oh man, I didn't think you'd put them in on your list. I didn't think you were going to put them in the top five. I didn't either. The ink is on my forearm. I know, yeah. but that's not the right album. No. Did you what? have the band I have at least? Ad Astra. Nope. Kyle's right. I know that is a fucking clipper. That's yeah. No. EP. That's the EP. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're all, we're all going somewhere is because that's the album I discovered them with. I was playing with my band at the time at the garage. And I saw a band in Kansas live and I think it was um, make believe they were playing and literally like I was standing front row because there was nobody there. And the hair on the back of my neck was like standing up because I thought it was such a powerful song live. And it felt so real emotionally to me. And, um, you know, they were kind of they weren't pop punk, but they weren't alternative. It, it was hard to say what they were, but that was a band that you know, I've probably seen them more than Coheed. I just don't think about it the same way because Whelan and our band, our first show, we opened for a band in Kansas and Jeremy's stayed at our house before. Or I've gone down to Iowa to see them and instead of making me drive home, they've invited me to stay where they're staying and became friends with them. And the, the album is so, so good. And I think it's the first time that I kind of got to watch a band do that first album that first kind of big album that was their second release um after you build a wall i'll build a ladder or whatever it was and they did it with mark lee townsend who did all the reliant k records they got signed to goatee records and i got to watch all of that play out um and then they did ad astra which was this big huge like um undertaking for them to do kind of a concept record and there's a lot of great songs and i have the album title tattooed to my uh forearm and you know to the stars through difficulty that's something i think i relate to a lot with life and shit Mm, mm, mm. dude that's uh we're all going somewhere uh so you turned me on to them and then you got me to book Jeremy at uh, my living room, and he did the living room tour in my fucking living room. Not only did, like, so you got me to love this record. You got me to invite the guy into my home. Jeremy, I, I've talked to you throughout the years. Another guy that is an, a fantastic musician, great fucking writer. But I will never forget that concert. And that dude came in and played in a way that inspired me as a musician to do things differently man he had just the way that he performed all those songs off that record and a couple others i think he did golden state at that time yep and uh just came in my living room to like 
fucking five to ten people and just uh, did something in a way that it, it shifted the way that I thought about music. Uh, and- I, Kyle, I strongly thought about putting them in my top ten. And uh, it's not that I didn't give a shit. I I guess I applied this more to national bands, not that they weren't. Sure. Uh, I, I think, too, like the, the Living Room Tour, if I'm to think about it now, I've gone to see so many shows by myself around this country now. Um, it all kind of started with me going to this girl Jill's house because he was doing a Living Room Tour show. And Jeremy was the only person I knew there, but I went there by myself and it was someone's home, just like yours, Tim. And I was the random guy who showed up and everybody was super kind. And, um, you know, I have a friend, Jackie, that I'm still friends with, um, a friend, Jill, there's Jackie and Jill hilarious. Um, and Jeremy and like, you know, that kind of started me being super brave where it was like, you know what? I don't have anyone to go to the show with me, but I would rather go than not see it. And we'll figure out the rest when we get there. And it's never been awkward for me um, doing that. And that's kind of where it started. So I think that's why a band in Kansas has to be top five for me. All right. My number four is Foo Fighters, Echo Silence, Patience and Grace. Wow. I lost that. I got it. What? Got a point. I thought food. Well, I get. I guess I get a point for food fighters. I thought they would be your one. I got no. a point. I had Josh got a point in his top five. That was too predictable. What was? I had color in the shape. Did yeah. you really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I, well, had, I put the third one. What's the the three piece one? There's nothing left to lose. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah, that's Kyle. I would never pick that. Just because stacked actors, yeah, I mean, that's enough to maybe get me, but not quite. I mean, uh, it's the rest of the album for me, but. Yeah, no, and I that's a great album. I, I obviously love every Foo record, but Echo Silence, uh, The Pretender, I'll never forget the night. I realized that I pre-ordered it, and it showed up in my iPod. And I was like, oh, it's fucking 11 at night. I'll just throw this little uh, song on here. All of a sudden, it's just like you went from 6 to midnight. It's like, I'm fucking jacked. That was a great song. That is a great song. And then when the album came out, uh, Let It Die was amazing. I I love that song. I have tried to recreate the buildup that they make in that song a million fucking times. I will never fucking get it the way they did that's definitely the foo fighter album we've talked about the most yes uh and and it goes a lot deeper i mean stranger things have happened is such a cool song to me it's just it's it's my favorite album and i've seen them several times live that was the one uh against me open surge tanking shit the bed and then the food came out and dude they opened with let let it die and i just about shit myself it was so fucking cool and yeah. I, I happened to bring, so I had my wife with me and then I brought my, my dad and my mother, uh, stepmother. And, uh, I was absolutely, oh, fuck off, Whelan. I was absolutely amazed at, uh, how amazing that show was. That's my all time favorite food. Absolutely thing. amazed at how amazing <laughs> the show was. That wow. was, I, th- that I was... said what I said. Wow. 
All right, we're it's almost like all right, uh, watching, next it's next almost like eating ribs hey, hey. while watching Peter Frampton. <laughs> Long Road to Ruin is a banger. It is a banger. Um, hey, mute, mute Tim. Oh fuck you! Oh, the oh. 1975. The 1975. Oh, I have it. I have it. That same. I just got two points. That is Tim, the album you... I have on your top five. Not, not surprised and not cared. That's fine, Tim. Tim, for those listening, Tim hates the 1975. The three of us garbage. Love it. Hmm. So when that record came said. out, that record came out, and it was huge, huge. And I didn't listen to it because I didn't get it at first. I was like, eh, it's chocolate. I don't know. It's okay. And then it was like a couple of years later before the second record came out. I was like, I'm going to listen to this again. And uh, I was listening to them at work. And I was like, wow, this is fucking incredible. And Maddie, I mean, the guys have been mates since 12 years old. Manchester mm-hmm. went through a bunch of band names until they landed on this one. Robbers but, hit me like a goddamn brick truck. I just ordered that shirt yesterday. But I mean, you go through it the city, money, chocolate, sex, talk, hard out, settle down, robbers, girls, uh, she weigh out, menswear, pressure. I mean, they just did a listening party through Spotify yesterday where it was just listen to the record starting now. And we're going to tweet about it. Yeah, and they showed like and, the liner notes and stuff too, didn't they? For each yeah, song as I, it went through. Yeah, I love Maddie. He tweeted out, he's like, sorry, chocolate's still a bop. Don't DM me. <laughs> yeah, that record's so, so good. Yeah, it, I know you and I talked about it. It's really hard to pick, but since I'm just going to go with the first one, but I love them all. I don't feel like it's hard to pick. Why are you unmuted? <laughs> No, get rid of this guy. No, get out of here. Uh, so that's why yeah, I saw Whelan and I saw 1975 this last time they were in Minneapolis, and that was a great show. I hope you yeah. paid a year ago. No, I paid them. That was, was well about a year ago. I bad. I broke my leg last winter, and oh, I went. That no, was... stick the landing next time. <laughs> the people <laughs> listening don't know. Yeah, yeah, I had a horrible snowboard accident. I shattered my leg. And I went to 1975 on crutches and stood there on one leg with my crutches. Oh, I had to watch seat. that show. It was great. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, you were up in a suite. You fancy no, suite. it wasn't a suite. It was just the up, upper level. It was tight. Yeah, I know. 1975 but, was my first trip to Red Rocks like three years ago, almost to the day. Oh. And I think it was four years now. I don't fucking know anymore. Man, I hope Tim just died. He may have. We would never know. He's muted. Thank God. All right, Josh. This is going to blow all of your worlds. You're not going to see this one coming, but I am going with Try John Mayer Trio. Shit. Did not have that. Bullshit. It's so good. It's so that good. Is such I didn't mean it. A cool album. So is this I your John Mayer, right? Honestly, this it's the precursor to Continuum, too. 
Okay. Oh yeah, this is my John Mayer pick for okay. sure. I didn't know if you were gonna try um, and do some John Mayer trio and then John no, Mayer. No, 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 no. Okay. This was my John Mayer. Yeah. Out of all of the things he's made, this is the coolest album. I love what he did on guitar. It's just the three of them, Steve Jordan. You Kino can't Palladino. see me, everyone, but I'm nodding up and down. And yes. it sounds like there are multiple guitars. Mm-hmm. The stuff that John does on this album is fucking unreal. Like before this interview, I sat down and was just trying to learn the opening riff to Who Do You Think I Was? Ah. And I don't know how he plays that and sings at the same time. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Like a baller. Yeah, he's kind of good. Uh-huh. That That it's, album uh, is like what? That's basically Continuum in the Womb, that album. Mm-hmm. Right. Is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it was before yeah, Continuum yeah. came out. Dirty. But it um yeah, it really showcases him as a musician, a front man, a guitarist. That's um, something missing is my favorite version. Mm-hmm. 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 Don't mm-hmm. at me. Uh, did any of you guys think I would have John Mayer in my top five? No. Nope. Nope. Um I didn't actually. I did not. One of my favorite John Mayer tunes only appears on this album, and it's called Another Kind of Green. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorite lyrics he's ever came up with. Um, you might not be the perfect hand, but I don't hit on 19, I think is one of the most clever lyrics ever. I don't need another kind of green to know I'm on the right side with you. That whole song, it's brilliant. And the guitar riff is insane that one i think is one of the trickier guitar riffs to figure out and play it's insane um but yeah i could go on and on about that i got a woman Ray Charles oh. top three number three uh don't fuck me here sievertson purple uh, rain oh rain Tim and I talked if we would have, you would have, um, Ugh, I said dirty mind. That's this. See, it's another Cody. It's a day to day thing with him. He's been wearing the t shirt all fucking, uh, podcast. <laughs> I'm wearing my purple rain I shirt. I knew, I knew two hours ago that I got fucked. That's enough Can of that. Um, anyhow, uh, no, purple rain. I don't know. To me, I was going through the list and I was just like, Purple Rain is just the most relevant Prince album and you go through it and it's like every song. Um, It's still to this day, like a couple months ago, I was listening to Computer Blue and I was like, holy shit, this is my favorite song on Purple Rain. But then you go back and Purple Rain's still there and then there's Baby, You're a Star and I Would Die For You. It's just basically... If Prince had made Purple Rain and died the day after and never had another album, people would still think he was a legend. Mm-hmm. Not what he is now, but it's an insane album. See, I thought you weren't going to pick that one just because maybe it was like too big. And I no. know you are a Prince fan, so I was like, he's going to go maybe off. It's gonna always going to be, for me, it's always going to be Purple Rain, Dirty Mind, or Controversy. All right, Tim, you're number three. Make okay. it short. <clears throat> sure. Royal Blood. How did we get so dark? Yes, I have Royal Blood. Didn't have any albums. I had. That's another point for we. Royal Blood. This album is basically for me continuation of it's album number one is fucking fantastic. 
Uh, and then I saw them live, and then they played some of this stuff. Uh, again, they opened for the Foo Fighters, and honestly, they stole the show. I had seen Foo Fighters six times before I saw this one. Dave was in his cast from Breaking His Leg, and uh, they stole the show. And most people weren't, like the people that went to the show showed up for the Foo Fighters, which funny, you weren't at the other six shows that I saw, but you missed the best band of the night that night by showing up late and missing Royal Blood. Uh, it's two guys, a bass player and a drummer. There's no guitarist. They're and brothers, right? No, they're not brothers. But uh, well, never mind. Yeah, you can <laughs> shut the fuck up there, Josh. <laughs> Darth Vader, <laughs> <in> your head. <laughs> There's been two-piece bands forever, Local H and uh, a million others, I'm sure. But uh, Royal Blood, man, they're doing some good shit. This album is fucking amazing, so go listen. Whelan, number three. My number three was my introduction to this band, American Idiot. Great fucking pick. I don't know if anyone had Green Day. I did not. I got this. I was in sixth grade. I was visiting my uncle in L.A. with my family. Went down to a record store. It wasn't Amoeba. Um, what's the other guy? Not the Virgin, but this. I can't remember the big record store, but picked it up. American Idiot. I remember my neighbor coming over and showing me. Uh, like American Idiot just came out, maybe, just the single. And I watched the music video. I was like, who is this rock band? Because I didn't really know of them, so. This is how I learned drums. Listen to this album. I learned that uh, that album on guitar. That was the first yeah. album I learned from start to finish. That uh, was me with drums. I learned this yeah. front to back. This is how I didn't take lessons. I would go on YouTube and watch Trey play or just listen to it on my iPod and just play along. That was such a great album. And this is coming from a guy that grew up with a brother who's 11 years older that would be into like Dookie, Nimrod, and Insomniac. And I have a good friend that his brothers were also into that era. Therefore, this record would be blasphemous. Uh, dude, you can't deny the fucking fantastic uh, brilliance of this record. This is an amazing. Don't record. get. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I think before this came out, like they were kind of like yeah, in Waterhill. Not yeah, necessarily. They were... Not necessarily. That depends on who you talk to. Now the, yeah. the old old school fans would say yes. Uh, I personally was somewhere in between. In seventh grade, I went to Florida, and for my birthday, we went to Disney World. And my mom, like before we went there, went to Walmart for some reason, and I got the Warning album. And warning, Ooh, that's a good album. It, it's a very underrated, underappreciated album. Waiting, oh, I love fuck. waiting. Fuck yes, Wheelan. Uh, that was the first song off any Green Day record that I learned, and I played it for my my now wife, my then girlfriend. Like, hey, I'm gonna play this song, and she's like, I've never fucking heard this. Why would I give a fuck? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, it means something to me, so I. Someday I'll love you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, great, great choice. That's number three. All right, number three for me: Wasting Light, Foo Fighters. That is, if you were gonna pick a Foo Fighters, that's the one. That's a very Josh pick. 
Mm. Is um, it like picking uh, Stadium Arcadia? <laughs> I I like that album a lot, actually. I, I just love... didn't have Foo Fighters on his top five at all. I remember being so excited for it to come out because they hadn't made anything for seven months. Years. Correct. Um, and the day it came out, I went to a record store in Milwaukee and picked that thing up and it was in my car for a very, very, very long time. Uh, and it's a record that I go back to often and listen from start to finish. What's your favorite song on that record? I like rope. Rope is good. I like back and forth. Oh, come on wheels. Just kidding. I do like it, but that is a Foo Fighters that I don't skip anything on it. It's and that so was it is really really good. That it's was really, the first tour that I saw. But the thing that bothers me compared to other Foo albums is they did the uh, Nirvana trick where you do chord A, chord B, chord A, chord B. Could be C G C G C G, and you end with an A or an E. Anyway, uh, Rosemary, fuck the world. Number two is I like it when you sleep for you are so beautiful and unaware by the 1975. You can mute Tim again. Oh, I did. That's why the pause was in play. Um, (laughs) No, that's the album that they came out with right before I went to go see them at Red Rocks. (laughs) He's got a sign up on the video that says hashtag free me. Only if you promise to be civil. Can you give me a thumbs up if you promise to be civil? No, don't. I don't trust you. Yeah. Okay, no. He he's knows. being honest. Thumbs down. No, this this album I really like. It's got a very eighties vibe. It's um. Oh, it's totally different. I heard Maddie say that he wanted it to sound like the soundtrack to a John Hughes movie, and it does. Um, I love yeah. Paris. I love Love Me. Um. Literally, almost the whole record is, you can't skip a song on it. And Tim, Tim and I were in the car one night driving from somewhere downtown Minneapolis, and I had this record spinning in my car. And um, me and I think maybe his buddy Pat, I can't remember who else was there. Um, we just, I'm looking for the song title because I'm just blanking right now. Um, we, I sang this song like to the top of my lungs. We were just blaring it. A change of heart. That's one of my favorite songs ever. I love a change of heart. Um, love me. Um, somebody else, the sound. I mean, honestly, it's, it's an amazing album. Um, Tim, I'm going to free you. Tim, you're number two. For whatever reason. For whatever reason, when I'm muting Tim, it's muting Wheeland as well. But good. Oh, weird. But yeah, so that's that album. Any thoughts on that one from the peanut? I muted gallery? myself so I could uh, eat some shrimp and grits. Oh, fair. Shrimp and grits. Where are you at, Georgia? I wish. <laughs> Actually, no. No, you don't. Just, He's in Biloxi, <laughs> Mississippi. Just, what did they just have? A thousand new cases this weekend, or something like that? Oh, oh Jesus! Let's not get too political. Back to the back to well, the COVID. Back to the music. Um, um, Kyle, that's an album from 1975. I don't know as well. Um, I'm gonna go back and listen to it more. I like "Love Me." 
That's probably the one song that I know the best. You got to think of it like this. The first one is Maddie on weed. The second one's him on cocaine. The third one's him on heroin. And the fourth one is going to be him sober. And this is literally, this is literally like the fourth time we went through chronologically on this show and went through that. That's what it is. I might make a shirt. I'm just going to make a shirt. Someone you should get a business card, Whelan, and go to 1975 shows. Hey, do you First know the discography? Here you go. Here you go. This is what it's all about. Um, no, yeah. Tim doesn't know that. No, because I like good bands. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, is. Monster Truck's probably your next one. So go Maybe. ahead. You have the floor. Maybe it's Jackal. Biffy Clyro. Only yep, I, get a, I get a point. I got a point. Not opposite. Nope. I gotta be honest. I lost track of points. I have. I have one, no. I have no points. And three, I don't give a fuck. Four. I don't five, fucking care. Hey, six. this is my floor. God damn it! I have six uh, points. Biffy oh. Clyro, because they're an underappreciated uh, band. That, oh, so it meant uh, nothing to you. Can you mute Tim? <laughs> On my own take. I yeah. think not, my friend. Biffy Clyro, I saw them again open for the Foo uh, down in, uh, I think. Did they, they steal did. the show as well, like the yeah, other they, two bands that opened for the Foo? They did, because uh, Biffy opened for the Foo and Motorhead, uh, and <laughs> Motorhead didn't show up. And, oh. So I saw it. a band, they opened for the Foo Fighters, stole the show. But also, the Foo Fighters, that was the best show I've ever seen. I've, I've been told I'm loud. I have children going to sleep. But anyway, the uh, Biffy Clyro opened for the Foo and Motorhead. And uh, Motorhead didn't show up, except for the guitar player. Dave and Taylor played uh, Ace of Spades with the guitar player, which was cool. But I showed up late because a buddy told me that Biffy Clyro is a cock rock band uh, or an Irish cock rock band. We show up and it's a three-piece band that is louder than all five Foo Fighters uh, or six or seven Foo Fighters on the Wasting Light Tour. Wrong. Not wrong. They were so fucking good. This is the album that if I were going to throw it on from start to finish, this is the one that makes me think uh, this band needs uh, the world to fucking hear it. And I, I've seen them in Iowa. I've seen them in the Twin Cities uh, at the Turf Club a couple albums later. Uh, America doesn't get it, and they should. Uh, every other fucking country gets it. This is a great fucking rock band. If you like rock music, check out Biffy Clyro. If you don't, then fuck off. What was the album title again? Only Revolutions. Okay. Yes, uh, Whelan. Oh, that's the one I had for you. I had Only Revolutions. Yeah, I figured you would. Oh, no, I just picked a Biffy record. (laughs) Josh fell fell for the bait. Whelan. Angels and Airways, we don't need a whisper. I had that. No, finally. Fuck. finally. Oh man, 
Tim and I thought that might end up on there. We talked ourselves out of it, though. The that first, was dumb. The first Angels in Airways record. Uh, again, 2007? Uh, 2006. Ooh. Tim's graduating but, yeah. here. This was right after Tom left Blink. Um, kind of right after I was really getting into Blink and I never saw them. And then Tom started this band. And then I think this was like, I think it was May. I was leaving middle school and we went to Target, me and my mom. And I picked this up. And this whole album front to back, I mean, to me at the time, it wasn't speaking anything to me because I wasn't really, you know, paying attention. It was just different. And it was Tom. And uh, The Adventure is such a good song. Um, Valkyrie Missile is my takeoff song when I'm on the airplane. I have to yeah. time it just right. That, uh, that buildup. <laughs> but, I mean, front to back, every time I would uh, drive down to Winona to see Jen, it was I listened to this at least once there and back. You know, that may have actually been the first show I ever went to by myself because you and I actually I, ran into each other. Before we were like friends. Yeah, at the myth. Yeah. yeah, I was at that one too. Yeah. yeah, I saw, I didn't see them. They didn't come here on the first tour. They were in Wisconsin and I didn't go because I'm like Tim, but I was also 13. Yeah, I must have been 17 or how old? You should have drove. Well, that first tour. The second one, I was probably 15 by that point. That and I think I was 17. I drove up to the cities by myself to see that show, and we ran into each other at what, Guitar Center or Best Buy? That or School of Rock. I think Something you like drove that. by and, yeah. But, and, yeah, that was the I Empire tour. So that's where I saw Ascenders and then The Color Fred. The Color yeah. Fred, a sweet, deep jam. Right? Fred from uh, Taking Back Sunday. He it. Yeah. Rugged, that he wrote rugged. after the Warp Tour show in Minnesota. Do I get extra points for having Angels and Airwaves? Yeah. Uh, who cares for Whelan at number two? No extra points. You just get one. You get one point. Well, but sure. that's this one again is one that I listened to and played, learned drums to this in American Idiot. That is a great album, Whelan. Yeah, this is anything Angels like. It's the best sounding it. record of theirs, the too. Best, yeah, Critter, uh, rest in peace not with them anymore if you watch the documentary that came out with this or they put out after it's them making this album it's all at tom's house and the things that he did i guess to get some of those cool effects sounds is like them dropping forks on the floor but critter doing his magic to make it sound like army steps or whatever it is yeah critter being the producer yeah so that's yeah in my opinion the best angels and airways record that's before Tom switched up his voice. It's still like late blink, but not like self-titled Tom. Yeah, it's still. self-titled Tom. That's good shit. So that's number two. Okay. Okay. All right. Number two for me. Whelan, you'll like this one. Is it Gary Clark Lider. Jr.? No. Damn it. <laughs> Funny, he hasn't made anyone's list. I know. I'm very confused. Uh, I like that Tim said who. Gary Clark Jr. Can you say it one more time? Stop stalling. Anyways, uh, live at Radio City. 
Oh, that made my buddies list. Him and Tim Reynolds, Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had that live at Luther College in your top five. What's that? I had live at Luther College, Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds in your top five. Hey, you're pretty close. I'm taking a close. goddamn oh, point. Number one up here. Yeah, you got a point, buddy. Um, yeah, that listen listening to that album brings me back uh, to the time I was just finishing college. Um, I was listening to that record a lot. I was playing shows as a bass player um, around Cedar Ave. A bass player? Um, it was a, yeah, yeah. I was a bass player in this band called Wednesday's Bliss. And we played regular shows at the Red Sea off Cedar Avenue. Oh, shit. Um, North which... or South? <laughs> south. Not, 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 not a fun venue. Um, matters in Oatana. And uh, it was just a fun time for me. And that album is so cool. It's uh, Tim Reynolds' guitar playing on there. It's very, very interesting. Lots of cool effects. Um, and it's all acoustic guitar. Uh, you know, it's, yep. it's a beautiful album. That's a good one. Indeed. Love wow. Jerry Cartoon, you dude. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Great guitar tone. All right, number one. <laughs> number one. Number on. I got to piss. I got to piss. I got to piss. No, 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 no. Really? no. We're oh, almost dude. done with this. We're almost done. I can't help it. There's yeah, one you more. You no, can make it one more. No, watch this. Here I go. Bye. Fucking just go oh, in the bottle. Go right, in the just, bottle. Just go. Just go, Kyle. You're going to. I'm not going to sleep because I'm going to have to edit this to death. Because Tim oh. won't shut the fuck up and stop pissing. My number one is born and raised. By John Mayer. It is the takeoff song whenever I go on a plane, Queen of California. Whenever I feel the plane start moving, I start the road trip with that, uh, the plane trip. I start every road trip with this album. The the songs are just, I love the songs. I think they're so well written. That album and the one after it are the first ones where you start hearing Grateful Dead influence. Especially the second one, Paradise. Yeah, Paradise Valley. that album has some real Jerry influences on it, guitar-wise. No, this one, it just takes me back to, uh, he had been on a really long break. He lost his vocal cords to the granuloma that developed in his throat, and he couldn't sing or talk for like a couple of years. He didn't know if he was ever going to be able to sing again. The album came out, and he recorded it before the surgery, and it was like, I don't know, we'll record the second one after the surgery. And uh, it was just fun to finally have my favorite artist put out another album and wasn't sure if he was going to play live again or, you know, what it would be or if we'd ever hear that second album. Um, And it was a lot of sitting on the U of M campus in the front yard, drinking Keystones, listening to this album. And the songs never stop being relevant to what's going on, Um, which I think says a lot about those songs but so born and raised number one i didn't have it as your number one but i had a i had john and born and raised yeah but hmm. same huh. predictable Alrighty, timmy biscuits what's your number one billy eilish <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, my number one is Queens of the Stone Age, like clockwork. Anybody? 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 I had uh, songs for the deaf in your top five. Of course you did. I, for, oh. I, I forgot about them. So when did you That's see them open for the Foo album? Fighters? Yeah, did they steal the show? Nope, they didn't open for the Foo when I saw them. What, docu- what Foo Fighter documentary did you see them on? None. <laughs> Dude, that's your top album. Yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. That. I thought it was going to be a Foo Fighters. Yeah, everyone did. But you can only have them once, and they were number four. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Light Clockwork, a fucking masterpiece of the record. Now, Dave okay. two drums on a couple tracks. Oh, there we go. John, but <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, John Theodore from 30 Seconds to Mars actually does quite a few of the drums. And I saw them on that tour. And fuck, man. I Sat by the Ocean is a fucking banger of a song. Fairweather Friends. Man, I could go on forever about that record. Very interesting. Yeah. That to me, I was surprised too, man, because I expected Biffy Clyro to get number one. Uh, and when I sat down and really compared song to song, this is an album that I will never stop listening to. This is the number one. Yeah, I'm I'm the weirdo of the group, but uh, Queens of the Stone Age, like clockwork, check it out. I wouldn't say you're the weirdo of the group because... Oh, fuck you, Kyle. I wouldn't. Born and Raised oh, was yeah. classically like a shelved, forgotten about record by the general public. Um, that record is a Queens of the Stone Age record. Um, yeah, I'm guessing whatever Whelan is going to say, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, is a, is a live album that would never be expected to be, uh, you know. I went Blank 182, the self-titled. Oh, fuck yes. There it is. That's a John Mayer quote. So, it's really not. I've said that quote to you multiple times because John Mayer said it. Anyhow, Whelan, go on. Would you believe that this is the first, <laughs> the first Blink-182 album I bought? Vinyl or in general? I'm surprised. In general. Oh, wow. This is the first no, one I bought. I wouldn't. I believe it, man. I mean, they're your favorite Pardon? band. I am not surprised at all. Well, how old were you when Enema of the State came out? I was at 99, so I was like, was that second grade? Yeah, you weren't ready for liking albums. No. You were listening to Dave so, in your dad's car. Yeah. When I was, I was listening to like Radio Disney, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears in second grade. I was all the I was the pop kid, but um, no, this has I mean it's their more mature album, but feeling this is the greatest 99. starting track they have. What? No, but Anima of the State came yeah, out in two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, um. Obvious, I miss you. Mm-hmm. Violence, 
down, go. Esthina is probably my favorite song. Always easy target. All of this. Here's your letter. I'm lost with you. Actually, so Mark just did a. Mark did some random like Blink 182 bracket, and he, he said feeling this is his favorite song. It took him two minutes to fill it out. He didn't double, you know, triple think, and he's just like, it's feeling this. Don't at me. You can at me. It was funny. Some people on Twitter are like, Mark, do you even know Blink-182? Do, do you even know Blink-182, Mark? He's like, yeah, I do. It's feeling this. Um, yeah, I mean, this is some of Travis's, some of his best drumming, I think. Tom and Mark, both lyrically. Um and I guess experimentally, yeah. So what we say? Yeah. And reading reading Travis's book while doing this, I mean he did his drum parts like always in like a couple days, if that. But it took Mark and Tom like a year to finish this because they were so picky and so just like I don't know, just it took them forever unlike some of the other ones so i wish i would have seen them live during that time but i did not know them yeah so oh good choice choice. dude that's a great fucking pick that record but that record i think it came out uh 2003 2003 i've been a freshman in uh high school and that album, uh, they had uh, Feeling This on the Madden soundtrack that year. Is that the Ray Lewis one? Uh, I believe so. And that was a great, great song. But then you get to the record, and it's like, man, that might be the most shallow song of the record. And it just got better from there. That's a great record. Well, that was like Mark and Tom. They both wrote lyrics, or they're like, "What'd you write about?" And they're like, "Sex." <laughs> they're like, oh, same. <laughs> Funny you say that. Funny. Oh, I love this album. Great album. All right, Josh. All right. Make yourself incubus. Oh fuck off! I knew it was gonna be. Incubus. I knew. How many of you had Morning View on there? I did. I did. I, I didn't. I just had Incubus. I had oh, yeah. You copped out, didn't you, bud? Oh, uh, yeah. I will. I, I, again, I knew it's your favorite band, so but I didn't know which one you would pick. Um, I, had, I did have a little trouble at first deciding between Morning View and Make Yourself. Mm-hmm. I love both of those albums. You flip-flopped because you've said Morning View to me several million times. <laughs> you fucking you did it just to be a contrarian. I'm fucking convinced. No, I didn't. Um I wasn't trying to bust your balls as much as you think I was. I was thinking back and make yourself is my first introduction into Incubus and I was really into jazz guitar at the time. What is jazz guitar? Makes it makes sense in a little bit here. I got the sheet music for the whole album and I was going through all the chords and the chord changes for these songs. And there were so many unique jazz chords that Mike Enzanger was using in this neo metal kind of style. And it just, it really resonated with me because those were the chord shapes 
and the style of music that I was learning in a completely different context, but he was using them in a rock pseudo metal genre. And that was really cool for me as my development as just a guitar player. Mike is an amazing fucking guitarist that is very under or overlooked and very underappreciated, especially in modern rock music. That guy does so many chord choices that make so much sense. He's busy in a way that it makes sense because he's the only guitar player in the group. But that fucking dude, man, people, mm-hmm. they should look at that band a lot more. Incubus is a badass. That was, that's a great fucking pick. But I did think Morning You for sure. Yeah, he's the only guitar player. And they're able to make... I thought there was two. Nope. Uh, Brandon Boyd plays guitar once in a while really. um, live, but he he's not a good guitar player. Okay. Um, he'll just do some rhythm stuff, but it's it's all Mike Enzinger. And hey, I'd hey, like hey, hey, what's wrong with rhythm guitar players? Brandon Boyd Everything. isn't a guitar player; he's a singer. Hold on, wheeling you fucking skank. <laughs> this is. Do you I'm see not what my name is? Don't listen you to any. Don't listen to any. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's right. Fuck. All right. Now, do we go through our what we have for everyone's top yeah. five? What we have? Go. All right, and that's where it ended. It ends abruptly. It ends with a lot of stupidity, but that's how it goes with us, and we ramble. And if you knew how much rambling happened during this, you would probably not have listened. But if we're keeping score at home, I had 11 points, Tim had 6 points, Whelan had 9 points, and Josh had 10 points. Therefore, I listen more than any of these fuckers, and I'm the best friend anyone could ever have. Thank you, and good night! Also, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave it a review if you like it. If you hate it, please don't do that. Thank you. Bye!